Payrolls rise but miss the mark. A major automaker pushes into the metaverse. We cover the biggest analyst calls of the day and GameStop flies on NFT Marketplace News. All the while, we cover the week's biggest moments and headlines. This is the Running With The Money Weekly Recap. Let's get into it. And we are back. Welcome to another episode of the Running With The Money podcast powered by Pounding The Table. Either way, let's get right into what in the world the markets are doing. We see the Dow Jones up 110 points. We see the NASDAQ down 124 and the S&P 500 down at 9. It seems we continue to get this rotation that we have been getting actually throughout the past month. So you take a look at the one-day relative performance sector by sector and we see energy up 1.57%, basic materials up 0.93%, and financials up 0.93% on a one-week relative basis. You see energy up 8.41% and financials up 4.19%. And on a monthly basis, you see energy up 6.19% and consumer defensives up 5.35%. Meanwhile, financials are up 4.66%. So we have really been seeing this rotation um, for quite a little bit now, probably a few weeks. And you look under the hood when it comes to technology and you see that today technology, consumer cyclicals significantly underperforming. Technology being the number one worst performing sector over the past week, down 5 0.51% and over the past month technology performing the worst down 6.13%. So those are all metrics to note but it's quite obvious you are seeing some rotation into energy, basic materials, financial and utilities. Those more defensive positioning uh, I would say sectors. Also it's something to note that we have these proposed rate hikes throughout the year um, and these proposed rate hikes are going to be good for those financial names therefore you're seeing some rotation into the financials and that is something to note so it doesn't all just have to do with typical rotation it's likely all based around what the fed is going to do or a lot of it is based around what the fed is going to do in 2022 2023 and of course 2024 but shifting into the biggest headlines of the day we did get payroll data that payroll data that everyone loves across the markets and non-farm payrolls they did indeed rise 199,000 in december but that's far fewer than the 422,000 estimates so definitely um not the best metric or read we got it was quite a large miss now Digging into this job creation data here, we saw leisure and hospitality lead the way, adding 53,000 jobs, professional and business services, adding 43,000, and manufacturing, adding 26,000. Now, it's not all doom and gloom because the estimate for the unemployment rate was 4.1%. We beat that. It came in at 3.9%. So that's a positive thing. And this all came as the labor force participation rate was actually unchanged at 61.9%. So some mixed data continuing in these jobs reports. It's a bit odd, but it is something to note. And then wages did indeed increase more than expected, rising 4.7% year over year or 0.6% for the month of December. And that uh, really, you compare that to the estimates of 0.4% and 4.2%, and it came in higher than expected, not only on the month, but also year over year. So that is something to note. Now, shifting away from the labor force or labor markets data, we're going to shift in to this partnership between Unity and Hyundai, a major automaker. So Hyundai Motor Company and Unity yesterday at CES 2020. 22 announced a partnership and they're going to design and build a new metaverse roadmap on quote and they're going to create a meta factory some interesting stuff here so i went through their press release hyundai's press release and i pulled a few paragraphs that i just want to read to you because i believe that's the best way to sum up what they're doing so here we go per hyundai press release quote the partnership will realize hyundai's vision of becoming the first 
Mobility Innovator to build a meta factory concept, a digital twin of an actual factory supported by a metaverse platform. The introduction of a meta factory will allow Hyundai to test run a factory virtually in order to calculate the optimized plant operation and enable plant managers to solve problems without having to physically visit the plant. So that's pretty awesome. So they're coming at this meta, uh, this meta factory concept here and basically saying we could really test cost um, or we could really cut cost and we could test operations here. And we could figure out how not only our factories can be more efficient, but how we can cut out some of these costs and we can save some money and it will be better for the company's financials. Now, they also went on to talk about what they're going to do on the customer front in integrating the metaverse on the customer front of things. So here that is. They go on to say, the partnership will also accumulate in a real-time 3D and virtual platform, which will reach a broad group of Hyundai customers, offering them a more comprehensive range of services across sales, marketing, and customer experience, meaning consumers will now be able to trial, test, and engage various auto-related solutions digitally long before choosing which to transfer to physical vehicles. So that is a very interesting paragraph there to me. So they're also going to build out solutions. So basically you can go in and you can test drive possibly a vehicle um, in this digital 3D world, the metaverse or a metaverse, and it'll help your decision making when it comes to actually purchasing one of these vehicles if you can't get there physically. So that's pretty sick as well. I think that's something cool and I think it is something to note, especially if you're big into this metaverse investment theme. This is a cool partnership. And then finally, the company Hyundai and Unity, they both hope to complete most of this or most of what they talked about at CES by the end of 2022, especially that meta factory. So some really cool stuff going on between Hyundai and Unity, especially if you're in to this metaverse investment theme. Now, shifting into the biggest analyst calls of the day, we need to start off with Raymond James naming Facebook, Amazon, and Alphabet all top picks for 2022. The firm goes on to say, quote, we continue to have positive outlooks for Google, Facebook, and Amazon for 2022. Google was the largest outperformer in 2021, driven by solid recovery in search and YouTube, as well as GCP improvement and solid operating leverage. Google also did face material IDFA headwinds that impacted Facebook and Snap. So some interesting stuff there. Raymond James liking Facebook, Amazon, and Alphabet as top picks for the rest of the year. We also had City naming Micron Technologies a top pick for 2022. The bank went on to say, quote, while Micron remains our top pick, as we believe it will have more EPS upside than any other stock, we are moving on to second favorite followed by global foundries. So a very interesting call here out of a city. So basically they are moving on to second favorite followed by global foundries. This is a very interesting call here. So basically they're liking Micron. Um, they also like global foundries. So some interesting stuff uh, that is coming out of city when it comes to Micron, liking the name for 2022. We also had Baird naming Yum Brands and Chipotle as top picks for 2022. The firm went on to say, quote, based on fundamental backdrop that seems likely to include good demand characteristics, although perhaps not as robust in the second half of 2021 and elevated cost and inflation, we would favor shares of companies that have clear top line growth drivers and or franchised business 
models bear liking yum brands and chipotle on their business model um and basically how they can uh bear in an inflationary environment and a higher demand or a solid demand environment some interesting stuff out of baird on yum brands and chipotle naming the both top picks for 2022 we also had rbc naming palo alto networks and crowdstrike as top 2022 picks and this goes along with the bevy of cybersecurity upgrades we also saw yesterday rbc goes on to say quote while 2021 saw high volatility our view of the underlying fundamentals remains positive as we think quality growth and free cash flow support and or value software could lead the way for growth stock outperformance in the second half of 2022 as the flight to the highest quality will likely commence throughout 2022 as such our top picks for 2022 include ServiceNow, Palo Alto Networks, CrowdStrike, Twilio, VEEV, and COUR. Some interesting names that uh, RBC has basically picked here, citing uh, positive free cash flow or free cash flow growth, and they are also citing on this call that they want those best-of-breed names, especially within software, and they believe there's going to be almost a flight to safety to these best-of-breed names within their respective industries within software. So some interesting calls out of RBC on Palo Alto Networks and CrowdStrike, both being named top picks for 2022. We also had Mizuho naming Amazon, Facebook, and Uber top picks for 2022, going on to say, quote, we believe that U.S. valuation levels are attractive due to the pullback since mid-year on concerns over supply chains, labor shortage, and ad privacy. Heading into full year 2022, we expect both revenue and cost headwinds for the e-commerce sector to subside the continued cost reopening or reopening theme and potential regulatory relief to be favorable for the gig economy sector and disruptions from iOS privacy policy for the advertising segment to stabilize. So what do we have out of Mizzou? They're basically making a valuation call and a call that a lot of these issues these companies have been facing throughout 2022 will subside in some way. And therefore, the investment environment for Amazon, Facebook, and Uber will be much better throughout the year in that the companies will potentially see positive upside in their stocks. So some very interesting uh Points made by Mizuho in this call, naming Amazon, Facebook, and Uber all top picks for the year. We also had City adding a positive cattle swatch on NVIDIA. This was an interesting call here. City goes on to say, quote, we are adding NVIDIA to City's catalyst watch post-CES, Consumer Electronics Show. Management committed strong holiday gaming season, or they commented about strong holiday gaming season, solid data center demand trends, and gaming networking boundary supply to improve in the second half of this year. So, City, in essence, saying here on NVIDIA that you want to pay attention to these comments because they did indeed comment on strong holiday gaming demand, and they also commented on some improvement, it seems, when it comes to semiconductor uh, supply chain. So definitely something to pull from there. Maybe a net positive on NVIDIA. They're obviously watching for some upside action here um, based on what was said, but obviously this was at CES, and we've already seen these comments, and the stock continues to move to the downside, so maybe it won't have a huge effect, but definitely something to note. We also had RBC downgrading Starbucks to sector perform from outperform. What did RBC have to say about Starbucks on this downgrade to sector perform from outperform? Well, they go on to say, quote, as we still view Starbucks as a compelling long-term growth opportunity, we continue to watch for potential signs of margin improvement beyond our current expectations. So RBC, not too impressed yet with Starbucks margins, especially they'd like to see some improvement on the margin front, and therefore they are downgrading the name to sector perform 
from Outperform until they get those issues fixed. We also had Wells Fargo naming MGM Resorts and Caesars top picks for 2022. They go on to say, quote, we like MGM for having the most exposure in our coverage to the Las Vegas Strip, 60% plus of EBITDA, a market still not fully recovered. We like Caesars as it offers exposure to the Las Vegas Strip recovery. Now, Real quick note on this call, if you do not know what EBITDAR is, it stands for Earnings Before Interest, Taxes, Depreciation, Amortization, and Restructuring or Rent Cost. Look at that. You learned something new today. Now, shifting into Bank of America upgrading Discovery to buy from neutral, and this is our final analyst call. Bank of America going on to say we see several areas for potential revenue and cost synergies and are bullish on the potential of a combined HBO Max Discovery Plus DTC service. So in essence, Bank of America here citing some possibly new offerings out of Discovery, also citing that they see potential revenue and cost synergies in the year ahead. Very interesting call out of Bank of America upgrading Discovery today to buy from neutral. Now, shifting into our final headline of the day today, we had GameStop absolutely flying on this NFT marketplace news. So after the closing bell yesterday, we had the Wall Street Journal reporting on the potential for GameStop to move into the NFT space with an NFT marketplace potentially. And then CNBC confirmed with a source close to the situation that indeed this is true. They have been working on it for months, that they want to establish cryptocurrency partnerships. They want to create games and items for the marketplaces and also they have been secretly or quietly hiring talent within blockchain and crypto, and they already have two dozen members on their team with those blockchain and crypto talents. So some big time stuff coming to GameStop when it comes to the crypto world and the push they're making in the NFTs, crypto, etc. Definitely something to pick up on there and note the stock absolutely flying on that news. Now shifting into a recap of the week on Monday, we had Tesla delivery uh, news in essence hitting the market because we actually got this data on Sunday but really we got the reaction obviously on Monday. So Tesla on Sunday, they did say that they delivered 308,600 electric vehicles in the fourth quarter of 2021 that beat the estimate of 267,000 on the year. They completed 936,172 deliveries. That's up 87% year over year when compared to 2020 and the full year expectation from analyst was 897,000. So Tesla beating the expectations big time on that delivery data right there. And then also on Monday, we had construction spend rising 0.4%, but missing the expectation of 0.6% for the month of November. And that advance was very similar to what we saw in October. So if you're big on macro data, definitely construct and spend something there to pay attention to. And then finally on Monday, we had MicroStrategy buying the dip, buying another 1,914 Bitcoins, according to a file that is dated December 9th to December 29th. And that brings their total Bitcoin holdings to 124,000 coins of Bitcoin. Yes, that's right. 124,000 and aggregate price of $3.75 billion. Now shifting into Tuesday, we had GM overtaking Toyota, especially when it comes to vehicles sold. So GM said Tuesday they sold 2.2 million vehicles within the year of 2021 in the United States. That's down 12.9% year over year. But at the same time, when you look at Toyota, they sold 2.3 million vehicles in the United States and that's up 
10.4% when compared to 2020. So definitely something to note there. It was the first time since 1931 that a Detroit automaker was not the best-selling car company within the United States. Definitely a big-time headline out of the auto industry. And then millions of workers quit. We got that uh, quits data on Tuesday as well. A record 4.5 million workers decided to quit their job in the month of November. And job openings also declined by 10 point or to 10.6 million. That's according to the Labor Department. So definitely something to note there. Shifting into manufacturing data and activity. We got some of that on Tuesday. And we had that ISM manufacturing index coming in at 58.7%, which is below the 60% expectation and a drop from 61.1% in November. So you take a look at what this data is telling us in a reading over 50% signals The manufacturing sector is expanding. Meanwhile, a reading under 50% indicates that it's contracting. So it is still expanding, but a bit of a slowdown um, when compared to November. So definitely something to note there. Now, shifting into Wednesday and the biggest headlines of Wednesday, obviously, was the release of those Federal Reserve minutes that we got. And really what spooked the market when it came to these minutes was, of course, talking balance sheet reduction in those $8.3 trillion in treasuries and mortgage-backed securities that the Federal Reserve is currently holding. Now, statements out of the Federal Reserve did indicate that the reduction process could potentially start in 2022, possibly in the next several months. The market really not liking what they saw there. They also talked about how um, basically what you see or what the Fed foresees here is up to three quarter point or quarter percentage point increases with rates in 2022. They also see another three hikes in 2023 and two more the year after that, which is 2024. So definitely something to note here. The market not liking what they are seeing in those Fed minutes when it came to balance sheet reduction and rate hikes throughout the next three years. And then also on Wednesday, we got news that surrounds GM's Bright Drop, you know, that company that develops and manufactures those electric or those electric vehicle delivery vehicles, whatever you want to call them, those EV delivery vehicles. Well, Bright Drops uh, is focusing on that and they did get more orders by Walmart and FedEx. So, Walmart signing a new agreement to reserve 5,000 of Bright Drops electric delivery vans and FedEx once again agreeing to even more with another deal for 2,000 of those delivery vans um, from Bright Drop and the potential to scale that order up to 20,000. So some big stuff for GM's Bright Drop, that company that manufactures or their company that manufactures electric delivery vehicles for these big time companies. And once again, Walmart and FedEx are making a push to have a zero emissions delivery fleet by 2040. So some interesting stuff for GM on the electric vehicle front. And then on Thursday, we had jobless claims data. So you dig into this data here, jobless claims totaling 207,000 for the week ended Jan 1. That was higher than the 195,000 estimate and 7,000 more than the previous week. Also continuing claims rising to 1.75 million. That was also up significantly by 36,000. So that is something to note. We also got trade imbalance data on Thursday with the U.S. trade imbalance for goods and services that did increase to $80.2 billion in November. That's up from October's level of $67.2 billion and just shy of the Dow Jones estimate of $81.5 billion. Also, it's just shy of the record that was set in September of $81.4 billion. So something to note there. And the deficit did indeed increase with China, the European Union, and Canada. And then finally, to round out macro data for the week, we had U.S. factory orders also 
on Thursday, and the Commerce Department said on Thursday that factory orders did indeed rise 1.6% in the month of November. Economist, they were expecting factory orders to rise at 1.5%. Orders did indeed increase 12.9% on a year-over-year basis. And finally, our final headline of the week up to Thursday was Datadog partnering with AWS or Amazon Web Services to basically further Datadog's reach, to further what they can do, to further their abilities, and also improve their customer experience. So some big-time stuff coming out of Datadog partnering with Amazon Web Services. But that really was the entire week. In a nutshell, the biggest headlines in biggest moments. We look forward to another week in the markets next week, and we will see you then. In the meantime, go get my boys over at Pounding the Table a listen at Pounding the Table on Spotify or anywhere you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts. And please, please, please go give me and my team a listen at Running With The Money on Instagram and Facebook or at Luke Donay on Twitter. Easily profit trade on, and I will see you Monday.